Welcome to the It Could Be Your Eyes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Juanita Collier. Through my decades of work in the field of vision, I've met thousands of patients, parents, educators, therapists, and doctors searching for solutions to the seemingly unsolvable. Challenging traditional medicine's new normal, we'll uncover that the root cause isn't necessarily what you thought it might be. It could be your eyes. Hi, and welcome to the It Could Be Your Eyes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Juanita Collier, and I have my co-host, Jessica Lipke here. Hi, everybody. And today, the topic that we're discussing is patching, and will my child have to patch forever? So again, we're kind of revisiting this amblyopia topic, which traditionally has had the treatment of patching, patching the better seeing eye. So that started for 12 hours a day was the original patching protocol. Then they lowered that to six hours a day. Exactly. So children were super excited about needing to wear their patch all day at school, as you can imagine. (laughs) Then they lowered it to two hours a day. However, the caveat with the two hours a day is that it's supposed to be active patching. So what that means is that when you're patching, you're doing like fine motor detailed work. So coloring, drawing, reading, anything like that would be great. And that's really hard to do with an eye that doesn't see that well. Yes. And I can say from experience of having that two hour time period, I was not doing anything active. I was watching TV. (laughs) I was playing Barbies. It wasn't fun. Exactly. (laughs) And it's kind of a big ask because for a little kid who kind of like secretly had this eye that was see it saw really, really well and this other eye that didn't. Now you kind of found out their secret and you're taking their vision away from them. So I don't think that's really ideal. That's mean, actually. <laughs> so in our office, we actually follow the most recent research, which says that using like one of those black patches or the band-aid patches that let no information into the better seeing eye, we don't use those at all really. Yeah, we even in our office we do use patching during our exercises, but it's only when we're doing our exercises. And even here, we used to use the black pirate patch, but what we realized is that it's actually a lot more effective and worth our time to use translucent patches during our exercises because it lets the light in and the brain then recognizes that it has two eyes that it needs to be using. Exactly. Because when we're thinking about treating amblyopia, we want the brain to build up the columns inside that work for both eyes simultaneously. So if you're only seeing well out of the lesser seeing eye when the other eye is patched, as soon as you take that patch off, you're going to use the better seeing eye because it's easier for you to use. So there's no real incentive of the brain to use the eye that has more difficulty seeing out of unless you build up cortical columns in your brain that are necessary to use both of the eyes together. So then the information is coming in from both eyes at the same time, those columns are being built, your brain is understanding how those two eyes work together to give you better depth perception, to give you better visual acuity, to give you better spatial organization. And that's why we use the translucent patch on our amblyopic patients We'll still use like, you know, the black patches for patients when we're just working on like tracking and things like that if they have two eyes that see pretty equally. But the translucent patches are really key 
for amblyopic patients and also no patching just for hours at a time, only during activities that are designed to train your vision. We have quite a few patients who come in saying that they, you know, they've been patching for a year or they've been patching for two years and they've gotten like maybe three lines better on the vision chart. And that's kind of really hard for the parents and really hard for the patients as well. And then the gain after that isn't much. A lot of times, you know, the suggestion will be made to use the patch until it's time for surgery. So what that does is it makes it so that the brain gets used to not using the two eyes together so that the eye starts to, you know, turn more. And then you have a bigger turn in order to do surgery on. And that doesn't really sound great either because when I'm thinking about, you know, I have a five-year-old and a six-year-old and Jess, you have a five-year-old who will soon be six. (laughs) By the time this is released, you might be six. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, the thought of needing them to undergo, you know, an unnecessary surgery, we're going to try to do everything to avoid that. So patching in order to make a turn worse so that it's bad enough to do surgery on, is not really going to be the option that we recommend in our practice. You know, it's even just thinking about trying to make my five, six-year-old wear a patch, period. They have so many opinions at this age. They have so many opinions (laughs) and they want to keep talking and they want to keep telling us them. I can just only imagine like that fight. I just can't. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, you almost had a flashback. Okay. (laughs) Moving right along. So in our office, like I said, we use the translucent patch and our treatment actually isn't that long for amblyopia and we see amazing results. but. The mom that we're speaking to today that Jessica spoke to, also named Jessica, she had two of her children come in for an evaluation with me because neither of them had actually been able to see 2020 in their entire lives, essentially. And she did the 12-week filtering digital course where she trained as a junior vision therapist. And at the end of that 12 weeks, both of her children were seeing actually 2015, so even better than 2020 from having amblyopia and not being able to see well at all to now dropping their vision all the way down to 2015 and being able to see everything. And she even talks about how like when they were going skiing, right? Yeah. One of her sons, he didn't realize where the hills were on the, I don't ski. What is that called? Course, trail. Mountain. Mountain. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a log cabin kind of girl. I'm not, not on the ski lift. <laughs> don't put things on my feet. I break bones. <laughs> <laughs> so he had fallen so many times, like when they went last year and when he went this year, he was like cruising down the trail. And <laughs> I think that's what it is. Okay, sure. He was cruising down and he was like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize like, you know, the different levels in the hills that are on there. Like that's so eye opening for him, but also for mom, like, oh my goodness, what did I have you doing last year? <laughs> you know? So Stay tuned for that and that interview. I think that you're really going to enjoy it. And if you have any questions about patching or, you know, what you can do to have that not be the course that is taken for your child, then feel free to reach out to us. If you could make a positive change in your child's reading ability and confidence with reading in just 20 minutes a day, you would jump at the opportunity, right? Of course you would. The 4D Built to Read program trains you, the parent, to become a junior vision therapist and provides you with tools, activities, and support you need to give your child a strong visual foundation so they can read, play, and take on whatever challenges they face. If your child is too bright to be struggling and getting low grades, 
Or you've been told that in-office vision therapy would help, but you just can't find the time to commit. The 4D Built to Read program may be just what you're looking for at a fraction of the cost. Visit 4dbuilttoread.com or check out the show notes for a link to learn more. Thank you again, Jess, for joining us. And so then I guess what brought you to 4D? How did you end up finding us and why? What was going on for you and your boys? We just happened to get referred by chance. I had never heard of it, but one of my children was seeing an occupational therapist and they recommended 4D vision. So that's how we initially got hooked up with it. And what was the OT noticing? I think they said tracking issues. To be really honest, I had a hard time following all of the nuances of the OT and the 4D as well. So I think usually I'm pretty in tune with things, but with both of those, I just kind of went with it hoping we'd see improvements, but I definitely did not understand all of everything that was going on. Right. (laughs) So just in life, life was what life was. You were like going along and the kids were doing okay enough, but what was life for Ryan and Kyle? Like what kinds of things were they doing that made you think, oh, you know what? Maybe this is something that we need to look into a little bit more. Yeah. So with regard to vision, when Ryan was younger, he had to wear an eye patch because he had one eye that was stronger than the other and they didn't want it to become a lazy eye. So he had that history and he had worn that for a year or two, maybe. But I thought his vision was okay, but just went with the referral. But when he was referred, what I started to think about was Kyle's vision had never been corrected to 2020. And on every normal eye exam that he would have, he would struggle to read. I mean, almost all of of what the doctor would have him read, you know, the four or five letters on the screen, he wasn't even close. And it would happen every single time we went to the doctor, his school picked it up on a routine vision screening, he kept failing them. So I think he had failed three times and they sent a note home to get seen again by the doctor. So that was really what I was thinking about more. And even though Kyle wasn't referred, I was like, I think he should get evaluated too. And I think of two of them, he probably needed it more. Right. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting, right? Because you think like, you know, we've been doing this. He's been to the eye doctor. We did the catching, you know, like you've been down this road and still he's not seeing 2020. And so what made you want to pursue the built to read program? Then you came to 4D, Dr. Collier was like, oh yeah, actually we've got this going on. We got that going on. So we have this program. What made you decide to embark on it? So I think that first meeting that we had, Dr. Collier did an assessment and then was for the first time ever, I think, able to identify what their deficiencies were and had a way to fix them. And I just had assumed one of the doctors told me, well, he got glasses too late. He was five when he got glasses. He should have had glasses at three. So, you know, he just may not be able to see 2020 as in like, That's just the way it was. So at that first meeting, I was just thrilled that the exam was so thorough and picked up these things that were still fixable. That's why I'm just so happy we found you because I think he wouldn't have been able to see all that clearly. And 
there were times where he would see, I was like, oh, I think he sees fine. And there were other times and I'm like, you can't read the time on that clock, like a digital clock. So, you know, I definitely was concerned about his vision, but just didn't have any idea what to do about it until I came to you guys. I think it's amazing that there are eye doctors out there that are just like, well, this is what you see now. (laughs) And as a parent, you hear that and you're like, this is as good as it's going to get. That's it. That's it. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's incredible that you didn't just settle for that and just be like, all right, well, I guess that's it. Cool. Thanks. (laughs) So good job for you. So you said like he couldn't see you know, the numbers on the clock, what other sort of results did you see through the program for each of the boys? Kyle at the beginning had no depth perception that Dr. Collier could measure anyway. I'm sure he had some. And that got me thinking we had just started skiing the season before he started the program. Like I remember one trail, he fell like 10 times down it. And he was like, I just didn't see that there was a little hill there. And then this past season, after he did the program and we went skiing, I was asking him, can you see better? And he was like, yes, definitely. I can see things that I couldn't see the different changes in the hill. And now he could. So that was probably for him, I think, the biggest change that I noticed. And of course, you know, snow, it was all white. It's hard to see anyway. So that was definitely the biggest change. Ryan, I think, has just picked up a ton of speed this year on reading. So I never considered that he would improve so much and that there may have been some sort of deficiency that was preventing him from reading. But this is the first year where I would say he reads more for enjoyment instead of, you know, just his required homework per night. You know, sometimes it's hard to get him to stop reading. So a good problem to have. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Those would be like the two, I think, biggest things that I've noticed. Goosebumps. I'm like, (laughs) that's so awesome. What a wonderful change for each of them, you know? And so what would you say to another parent who's thinking about starting Build to Read or looking for solutions for their children? I would definitely recommend it. And I would also say, just go for it, even if you don't understand it or don't feel like maybe you think it'll work or skeptical. Even as we were doing the weekly exercises at home, I had a hard time seeing how they would produce results, but we were very diligent about doing them. And I was like, let's just follow the program and see. I also have a cousin who's an eye doctor in another state and I asked her and she has something similar that she's aware of in her town. And it said, you know, if you do them, I have seen great results. So she encouraged us to stick with it. So we were just going to see where we got with it. It was also a big financial investment and some families may be concerned about that. And we were as well. I was, you know, a little surprised at that. Looking back on it, it's worth every penny that we spent and more. So I would just encourage parents if they're even considering it to definitely go with it. Oh, that's awesome. I think the investment thing is a big, big piece of it, right? And to when you're looking at like, oh, I just I really hope this works and you're crossing your fingers and you make that investment. It's also an investment in your time and your energy, right? Right. Like you have to commit to we are practicing this. We're practicing this every day and we are doing the work. And I think like 
if you're ready to really make results happen, you have to have that level of investment. And that's what you guys showed that you're like, well, we're in it. <laughs> Let's yeah, do it. And, and I would also say that it wasn't easy for my kids to do it. They generally did not want to do it. And I have one that was like, okay, I don't want to do this, but I'm just going to get it done. And then I have another one that was like, some nights it would be arguing or crying or I can't do this. It's difficult. And it took him a little longer to get through the program. I think because he didn't always embrace it as much, but we stuck with it. And, you know, it would be really easy to give up when your kids are not always willing to do it. But looking back on it, you know, if somebody told me, you know, you could pay this price and do this time investment and you will absolutely get results. Like looking back, there's no question that I would do it. And I think any parent would, if there's an opportunity to improve vision. So it was, right. it was well worth it. And you know, some things are hard, right? Like I don't always want to go to the gym, but I, you know, I got to work out because that's what's healthy for me. That's what, and all of us have our something. I don't always want to eat vegetables. I don't always want to, you know, like all those things, but we as parents know, well, buddy, these are things you got to learn. We have to learn how to read. We have to know what our bodies are doing and how to improve ourselves even if it's not always easy and we can stick through hard things and we can see that it pays off. So have the boys themselves, I mean, you already talked about the skiing and noticing that, but were there other times where the kids realized like, oh, this activity used to be hard, but actually I'm getting pretty good at it, you know, or any kind of things that they could notice that they were improving on? I think in general, not so much. Although I think one of my kids used to really dislike writing and he's recently told me, oh, that's not hard for me anymore. So I don't know that that's a result of this program, but that's definitely happened this year. And as I said, he's reading more for enjoyment, but I don't think that they have come up with anything that says, oh, because of these exercises, I can now do this. I don't think they have noticed it as much, but I definitely have noticed it. And even to see them both reading the 2015 line in an eye exam, what I like about this is that it's really, I'm sort of like a numbers person and I don't want anecdotes. I want like, can you measure something that has been improved since starting the program? And it's proof. It's, you know, I can see them reading things that they couldn't read before, seeing things that they couldn't see before. So and I know Dr. Collier is always giving me a lot of like numbers and stats and I like having that concrete data that shows improvement versus, you know, not just what we're seeing. So I don't think they've noticed as much, but they were definitely, you know, thrilled to be done with the program and sort of graduate. And they're happy with the progress, too, even (laughs) if they can't, you know, explain it. I'm done. (laughs) You clap because you did a good job or you clap because it's over. Either way, we're clapping. This is good. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. That's so great. We have been doing vision therapy for some time, you know, as 4D. I myself have been a vision therapist for about six and a half, seven years now. And it's been really thrilling to see not just like, yeah, the numbers, the numbers were shocking to all of us. Honestly, we were expecting good things. We were expecting great things. In fact, otherwise we wouldn't have done it. Right. But when we saw the numbers, like from this specific program coming in, we were like, wow, 
wow, this is amazing. And what we also have seen that has been really very cool to watch is like the relationships with parents and kids. Because as parents, you know your child and you know how to make them do the things that they don't want to do. You know how to push them when they need that motivation. You know how to say, hey, do you you weren't reading that before or oh, writing's hard, isn't it? No. Oh my goodness. You know, like to be able to connect to what your child is struggling with and successful at. We can do that as therapists, but not on the same level you guys can. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really awesome to watch. So congratulations to Thank you. And I'm just yeah. so excited for your family. Yes, yes. And another piece of that that I think we had to practice every night for several months, but we're home. We didn't have to make a trip to your office to do all of the the appointments and so it was much easier to get in knowing, okay, it's just 15 minutes at home. And sometimes that may have taken 25 or 30 with lots of interruptions and complaints, but we would get it done. And the convenience of being able to do it at home was, I think, really important to completing the program. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love seeing my kids here, but I'm really happy they can stay home. It's good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, awesome. Well, is there anything else that we should let everybody know or anything else you want to say? You've said a lot. Things are great. I'm so excited for you. You did a great job. Kyle did a great job. Ryan did a great job. You know, woohoo family. But anything else that you want people to know? From everyone that we have ever dealt with on your staff, everyone's been fantastic and supportive. And there were times when I was like, I don't have this piece of paper for this exercise. And I would email and Kelsey would send it back to me in two minutes. So everybody, you know, really was very supportive and helpful. And I also love the level of thoroughness in the exams that Dr. Collier does, because I feel like she looks at so many more things than a traditional eye exam. And it's just been wonderful. And I would just encourage anybody who's contemplating to reach out to your, your office and get services. So we've had a great experience. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> but no, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and we just, we love what we do and we love working with your family and you guys have been wonderful too. So claps all around. We're all awesome. So Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the It Could Be Your Eyes podcast. To schedule an appointment with Dr. Collier, visit us at 4dvisiongym.com. To train your vision at home, visit us at 4dvisiontherapyathome.com. Rate and review our podcast and email a screenshot to receive 10% off a new evaluation or any of our digital programs. Subscribe to join us for more eye-opening episodes as we dive deep into all the ways that it could be your eyes.